For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 109 of Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. And we are here without technical difficulties this week. Coming much, to you how it should be. Much, much less frustrated this week. The intended Blue Harvest sound quality yes. experience. Middling at best. <laughs> Um, so we've got some stuff to talk about this week, you know, Comic-Con's going on currently, D23 just wrapped up, and there was some stuff that came out of D23 that we didn't get to cover, uh, right. Ron, Ron Howard, the new director of Han Solo, is tweeting out pictures from set like a fool, like just every day tweeting out some cool shit from set. Oh no. We got product announcements, we got theme park and resort announcements. And so much more. So we will be getting into that very shortly. First off, though, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. And you can buy our things, shirts, mugs, notebooks, stickers, Whatever you want at tpublic.com slash user slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And we are so excited to be part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network along with such other hot sizzling shows as Making Star Wars is Now This Is Podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, Rogue One, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, and The Cargo Hold. I feel like I got them all. You did. I don't know if any of you know, but that was good business. Yeah. Like, if you hadn't had good business, the business was good. Strong. Pretty strong, strong. this week. A couple of, I lost my, you know, I got too into the business a couple of times and, and got all anxious and lost my train of thought. You know, mm. lost a little steam, but I picked it right back up. 
As long as you find your way. Uh, That's what it's all about. So how's your week you been, buddy? You know how buddy? much I love quality business. Oh, I've do. had a good week. Good. Good. Um, I had a pretty good week. I had a stressful beginning to the week because we were still without internet. And boy, was my work starting to pile up. Monday and Tuesday were pretty stressful for me um, as far as that goes. Watched a ton of my Blu-ray collection, though. ton of that. One day I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit down on the couch and watch something on Netflix. Wrong. Wrong. But uh, I, I have a pretty funny story about the guy that came over and finally fixed our internet on Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah. So Do tell. I, I got to hear about how you got internet back. I mean, it, it's not the, you know, it's not anything super crazy about what they had to do. First um, of all, did it go all the way to Tuesday? Yes, it went all the oh way to my Tuesday. God. My uh, yeah, my uh, service appointment was between six and eight on Tuesday, and I'll be damned if dude didn't show up right at seven. Oh my goodness! Right oh my goodness. at seven. Um, and you know, anyway, he comes in, and he's a fairly young guy. I'd say he's younger than me. And he comes in and he's like, okay, where's your, your modem and your router? So I show him where it is. And he starts looking around the living room and he goes, you like Star Wars, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> yep. What makes you say that? All the Star Wars shit everywhere? He's like, that's cool. That's cool. And then he goes, uh, I really like Doctor Who. I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, right on. I have friends and stuff that are into that. And he was like, yeah, I can't wait for that new that new doctor and i was like yeah it's a lady it's a lady that's cool and he goes yeah you know she was in uh a movie with the guy from star wars and i was like yes i i know she was in attack the block with the guy from star wars and he was like oh that's that's what it's called have you seen it and i'm like the whole time i'm like yeah okay this dude is really nice but like fix the goddamn internet kid right it's tuesday yeah and then he looks over, and you know, I've got, uh, I don't know if you've seen these, but I've got a couple of, like, little anime statues from Sword Art. Yeah. Um, he looks over those, and he goes, oh, you like anime, too? I like anime. And he's like, you like Sword Art? That's cool. What other animes do you like? So I rattle off, you know, fucking Gurren Lagann, uh, yeah. Full Metal Alchemist, Attack on right. Titan, you know, right. just the ones I'm into. And he goes, okay, so pretty standard stuff. And he goes, you know, I like, um, he goes, I like Death Note. I like, is it okay to keep a girl in a dungeon? Yeah, my brother likes this one. Yes, I know. I had heard of it before because your brother was talking his full head off about it on Facebook one day. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and like, I don't know if I made a face when he said that or if he just realized, oh, I just told a complete stranger. I like a show called, is it okay to keep a girl in a dungeon? I may yeah. be getting the, the title of it wrong, but it's something to that effect. And right. and then, like, he goes, oh, and, and like, you know, D D Dragon Ball Z. He got super nervous and embarrassed. He goes, oh, 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 and Dr Dragon Ball Z. I like Dragon Ball. Dragon yeah. Ball Z. Have you seen Dragon Ball Z Super? Bring it, bring it back. Bring, bring it back. It, Let bring too much it of the freak out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> Going into a nosedive, pull that, pull shit, pull out of that shit. Okay. <clears throat> so do you want to talk some Star Wars this week oh, buddy i do because there's so much to talk about there's some cool shit to talk about my man there's some cool shit um i'm gonna try and group it all together as 
much as possible. So why don't we wrap up some D23 stuff that we didn't really get to cover last week. Um, They announced the name for the new Star Wars themed additions coming to Disney World and Disneyland in 2019. They said that they will open before the next D23, which will be in like July of 2019. So sometime towards the beginning Beginning half of 2019. How many times can I say 2019? 2019. Uh, The Star Wars themed lands at the two parks will open. And boy, let me tell you, I am excited about that. Are you really? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, You know, when when we went to Celebration for, uh, you know, in Orlando this year... We went a few days early and like I was like, okay, one thing we got to do while we're down there, since Jesse has taken one for the team and going to fucking four days of Star Wars convention, we got to go to Wizarding, Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios. Yeah. And dude, I am not exaggerating. That shit was magical. I like Harry really? Potter. I like Harry Potter. Jesse loves Harry Potter. So, I mean, I... I like Harry Potter. I, I'm not I saying know there's a lot anything. About it. I read yeah. them all. Like, yeah, me too. I'm not saying there's anything against it, but like I appreciate. It. Like I'm not the guy that's like, oh, I just love it. But no, like it was. There were great books, great story. I would get down at the, you know the. I mean, adventure park. As soon as you cross over the little barrier into like, uh, Hogsmeade and stuff like that, like it's so well done. Nice and like. It, you feel like you're in fucking Harry Potter. And uh, I can only imagine that Disney is going to do the same, if not better, for Star Wars Land. And that really excites me. Although, they I read Ga- Star no, Wars ahead. Galaxy's Edge. Right, yeah. That's what it's officially called. I'm telling you right now that you can put that on a million posters and promote it a million different ways. People are still just going to call that shit Star Wars Land. I, I still just call it Star Wars Land. I mean, I think that's what everybody wants it to be named colloquially, and then you can use the proper term when you know their term when you visit. But it's Star Wars Land, dude, that's what you want it to be. Um, and they had a full scale model, not a full scale model, Jesus, like a a six, I don't know the the a small scale full version of the park on display at D23. Um, If you want to see some really great pictures and video, you know, go follow anybody from the Making Star Wars network that was there. Steel at Steel Wars. Jason at Making Star Wars. They all got good, great pictures and video and stuff of that setup they had going on. And um, if you want to hear about sort of the creative process and stuff, I really can't recommend Steele's first blog pod from D23 enough. He talks to the executive producer and Imagineering. Like, he's part of the team that puts these parks together, right? And right. Uh, he talks to him and gets some detail uh, about the rides and stuff. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. So what it sounds like, uh, there will be two main attractions, basically rides in the park. The one that the most detail is out about is the Millennium Falcon ride, where you're actually in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon piloting it. And depending on how you perform, it changes what happens in the ride. 
so you can have a different experience every time. Oh, wow. Right? That's insane. That's sick. That is sick. Um, I can't, can't wait for that. And then the other one, there's not as much detail about. They haven't shared as much. But what they've said is it, it features a battle between the First Order and the Resistance. So, you know, that sounds cool. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm down. <clears throat> what I hear from what I read, it's going to be so immersive that you're given like an identity and Star Wars clothes to wear. No, 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 no. That's the next topic we're going to hit. That oh, is I not, jumped the gun. Yeah, that's not Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or Star Wars Land. That is the other thing they announced, which is a fully immersive resort in Orlando. Oh, I'm talking about the resort. All yes, right. where you will be assigned an identity. You will be given costuming, and it's fully immersive. From Like the... you stay in a Star Wars bedroom? Yeah, well, like the whole hotel is made up to look like you're on a, like a luxury starship hurtling through space. Like oh, shit. All the windows aren't real windows. They're screens that make it look like you're in space. Fully right. immersive, right? And boy, if the rumors are correct, that shit is going to be expensive. Really? The rumors I was seeing online on Twitter were six fifty a night with a minimum of two nights for the first person, two hundred dollars for each additional person in your room. So like really? for Jesse and I to go eight fifty per person, basically, for two nights. For two nights. Well, that's per night. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're talking seventeen hundred bucks, basically, for two nights at the Star Wars hotel. Holy shit! You know, I already started donating plasma, squirreling a little money aside. I'll jerk off in oh. a cup, whatever the fuck I got to do. It is stupid expensive, but if if they pull it off, I mean. It's almost too grand, too much to pay for to feel like I'm living in Star Wars for two days. Yeah, I don't think so. It's payable, not on a reasonable fee. Plus, spending having to get there, and like when you get there, the day you know one night, that's that's your first night. You got there, you're exhausted. Then you, the second day, you do whatever. Like if we're talking vacation, like two nights, like no, see, you burn the day you get there, you burn the day that you leave. You know. Right. Well, I don't know if, if, like, when they say fully immersive, can you stay in the hotel all day and it's equivalent to being at a theme park? I mean, obviously there won't be rides and stuff. They have a cantina. Well, I guess that's a restaurant. Right. You know what I mean? Not not that it'll be, like, rides and shit, but basically the way I'm looking at it is you go and you don't leave the hotel for two days. You get the full immersive experience. I mean, that's just the resort. You would miss everything in Star Wars land. Well, no. Then you get a different hotel, like a reasonably priced hotel, and you do Star Wars land, like the third day. I see. You see what I I'm see. saying? I know. I, yeah, I Look, get it now. it's convoluted, and it's a, it's a bitch load of money, but I, look, I've already started planning. Right, you've already and, started and this is the thing. Up. Like, <laughs> I got no aspirations or desires to go to Star Wars Land the first several months that it's open. Like, that's just right. gonna have to calm down 
because I'm I'm gonna want to try and ride the rides more than once. When when we went to Universal this year, like we because you know I used to get those sick ass handicap privileges where they're just like, oh, I was about to say, yeah. From like, what I understand, Disney has a fast pass lane where if you pay the fast pass, you don't have to wait in line with everyone else. Right, and Universal had that too, but I didn't think I had to do it. I was like, oh, they they got those sweet handicapped uh, entrances at these parks. Like Six Flags in Atlanta, I don't wait in line for any rides. Like right. there's a special little handicapped entrance because, you know, there's like stairs and shit to get on the rides. Right. Um, but Universal are such good dudes that they just built all their rides fully handicapped accessible, so I had to wait in line like every other schlub. Oh, wow. And we waited, man. Like, uh, one of those Harry Potter rides, I think it was fairly new. Um, probably two and a half hours, maybe three hours in line for that thing. Damn. Yeah. So, I am not trying to go to you know, opening day of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Dude, I just, I'd love to go. Um, well, what I think would be a neat experiment is if, you know, you got a certain group of people and they weren't allowed to leave the hotel for a certain amount of time as like a challenge and see how much it really feels like Star, you know, Star oh, Wars. That's, see, that's my plan. Like, I'm telling you right now, if I'm paying damn near two grand to stay there for two nights, I ain't leaving. Yeah. I ain't leaving until I got to check out. Right. You want to feel like you're on that, that space liner. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. I want to live in Star Wars. Um, okay, so we kind of covered those. Not real, too much more to go in on that. Um, are you familiar with the company Radio Flyer? I feel like I am. They make like wagons and ride-on yeah, yeah, yeah. things and yeah. shit. They announced that they are bringing out, you know, like a power wheel. Like those yeah. little electronic cars and shit right. that you could get as a kid. They're bringing out a land speeder. No way. Yes. That's awesome. 500 bucks. 500 bucks. For 500 bucks, your kid can ride around in a little land speeder looking cool as shit. I wish they had that shit when I was a kid. Granted, my parents, I was like, hey, can I get that land speeder? And they were like, for 500 bucks, fuck you. Fuck you, little right. kid. Um, and it looks pretty cool, man. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, it's a tiny little land speeder. I know some people with kids, or that are about to have kids, that uh, like they need to be looking into this shit for real. Absolutely. Can you imagine little baby Goose Pain? Right. Riding, Riding around there. Oh man, let me get my land speeder, man. <laughs> oh, shout out to Goose today. He had wrist surgery. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah, shout out to our that buddy. Sucks. Yeah, he texted me and he said everything went fine, but I didn't even know it was happening. He called me yesterday to talk about some stuff and was like, oh, by the way, I'm going in for surgery in the morning. Got to get my wrist worked on. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he found out his dog Buster has glaucoma. Poor buddy. Oh, no. Yeah. Going to have to have some eye drops for the rest of his life. That'll be all right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. All right. 
So why don't we get to the big Last Jedi news and stuff that has come out? Obviously, the big thing was the behind-the-scenes sizzle reel that they announced last week or showed off last week that we already discussed. And since then, we've gotten a little bit here and there, more little nuggets of information. First off, a official synopsis for The Last Jedi. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this is, uh, this is what they gave us short. In Lucasfilm's Star Wars, The Last Jedi, the Skywalker saga continues as the heroes of The Force Awakens join the galactic legends in an epic adventure that unlocks age-old mysteries of the Force and shocking revelations of the past. Juicy. Mind blown. What do you think... uh, what do you think these uh, age-old mysteries of the Force are going to be? I don't know. The nature of the Force, the balance of the Force. Yeah. I mean, if we work with what we've got from The Force Awakens, Luke is on the planet where the first Jedi Temple is, Octu. Mm-hmm. We assume that to be correct. We've seen, like, a book in the trailer. We know, you know... Who knows? We knew know that the Force awakened in the last movie. Right. Uh, who knows? I mean, there's so many things, so many ways that they could go with that. And that element alone, the the getting more into the mystical side of the Force and exploring that a little more has me very stoked on this movie. The more and more we get from this movie the more and more stoked i am and the more like i get this crazy weird oh this is going to be something special sort of feeling yeah i agree <laughs> uh what about uh shocking revelations from the past ray's lineage what luke was doing um what kylo ren did or you mean further in the past? I don't know. That's It just says, and shocking revelations of the past. All those things you mentioned are obviously the first ones that come to my man, mind. Who yeah. who Ray's parents are. What, you know, the full story of what happened with Kylo and the uh, destruction of Luke's Jedi Order. Um, why Luke thinks the Jedi should end. Uh, I mean, there's so many things. And then you bring up a good point. What if it's some sort of shocking revelation from even further back? Especially when you throw in the, you know, uh, age-old mysteries of the Force deal. Right. Where Snoke came from, you know. Right. I don't, you know, at this point, I'm not exactly sure how much of that we're going to get. Um, for one, I mean, we didn't get a lot of it in the first trilogy either. Right. I mean, that's what you got to look at, like... How much about Palpatine did you really know after Return of the Jedi? Not much. And I would say he was still effective as a villain. Granted, we got that backstory filled in. But I would still say that even without a deep exploration of where he came from and and that sort of thing, you know. You knew was he was effective. the Emperor. He was evil. He controlled everything in Darth Vader. And he was super powerful in the Force. And that he was ugly and mutated. 
you know, that's about all you knew. Now, I do think we will know more about Snoke than we did Palpatine. Just because yeah. I, I don't know that they're going to be look. I definitely don't see them, you know, looking to go and doing a prequel to the sequel trilogy that explores the rise of Snoke kind of like they did with Palpatine. Right. Um, and I don't think you want to save all of that for books and comics and stuff. So I think we'll get a little bit more. I think we'll definitely get maybe not in this movie maybe they hold it till nine but i think we'll get a general idea of like where he came from and how he rose to power or, or you know came to be the head of the first order or what have you but other than that like i don't know that we should expect too much and you know ryan johnson said that you know snoke is an important part of eight but he's not in it a ton either so yeah very interesting. That makes sense. Very, very interesting. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. So, um, you know, we saw those crazy seal Boston Terrier birds that we uh, have known to be porgs because of some excellent reporting on making Star Wars. Well, StarWars.com came out this weekend, confirmed that they are indeed called porgs. And, uh, boy... Are these guys taking the internet by storm? They're cool. I see more Porg love than Porg hate currently, and I dig that. I dig. I mean, that. how could you hate it? Well, you know, people hate Ewoks. Well, yeah, that's true. Like, you know, when you're doing something that's kind of cute in Star Wars, sometimes people can not react, you know, real well to that necessarily. And, like, you can have all the hate, like, but the Rebels would have never gotten that shield generator down without them. Oh, hell no. Um, the Force was with them. Like, it chose them. We um, all seemed lost. You know that the merchandising for Porgs, like, is going to be fucking awesome. It is going to be... There's going to be plush. There's going to be... I guarantee you that there's the equivalent of like that Sphero BB-8. I guarantee you there's the Porg equivalent coming out from some company. If they don't do yeah. that, they're stupid. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have one. I think one. you're going to see them on keychains in Japan everywhere, you know? like. Oh, I mean keychains here. That's what they look like to me. And, yep. um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of marketing and, and uh, promotional and merchandising opportunities behind these little dudes um so yeah officially confirmed as porgs and let's see what up what's up next ah kylo ren's tie silencer officially unveiled this week it looks crazy it looks really cool like so it looks and and Jason from Making Star Wars has been sort of describing this ship for a little while now and saying it's kind of a mix between a TIE Advanced and a TIE Interceptor. And, right. I mean, that's right on. That is a perfect description. Yep. The, the thing I wonder, is this TIE Fighter sized or is this a little bigger, say, more like Darth Maul's Interceptor from the right. Phantom Menace? Like, and when you look at that cockpit... Is that a cockpit that where you know there's one man sitting in the middle, or is it so big to scale that there are like two or three people side by side in there? Yeah, well, from the description, it sounds like it's just Kylo. Um, 
So that makes me think it's maybe... Well, hold on. Well, let's read the description. Reminiscent in design of the Empire's TIE Interceptor and Darth Vader's TIE Advanced, Kylo Ren's TIE Silencer is an angular fighter equipped with laser cannons and missile launchers. So they call it a fighter. Now that could yeah, just be... Yeah, makes me assume it's one. Yeah, that's it's like TIE fighter size, but you know. It just looks... I don't know. Uh, equipped with laser cannons and missile launchers. Rin is an expert pilot thanks to skills passed down from his father. That's, oh, brutal. Which he puts to use in exploiting his ship's speed and ferocity. There's no other First Order craft like the TIE Silencer, and it's an effective tool in Rin's mission to destroy the Resistance. That's cool. Uh, I do like that they sort of, uh, you know, mentioned that he got his piloting skills from Because... You know, we never saw him pilot anything in the Force Awakens. No. So, but it is Han Solo's kid, right? But who is Force sensitive, like Anakin right. was? Exactly. So you could assume that he's good. He's a good pilot, but without seeing it or having yeah. it confirmed, like you know, you can't say for sure. Right and now, it seems pretty concerned uh, confirmed that he's going to be pretty badass. Was that his shuttle in the first one, or was that just a First Order shuttle? Well, I believe all the merchandising had it listed as Kylo Ren's shuttle. Yeah. Now. Do you think he has a bigger ship or he's just got like those two craft? I don't know. I don't know that we even see his shuttle in this because of this in The Last Jedi because of having this ship. Do you put him in that shuttle when you have this ship available? Well, like, you know, I guess you don't. He's badass now, so you don't have to send a battalion with him. Right, right, that's true. Hmm. That's a good question. That's a good question. I guess it's also situational, because in The Force Awakens, we only really saw him dropping down to a planet as part of an invasion force, or like a strike team type deal, like on Jakku at the beginning, and then on Maz Kanata's planet, Takodana. That's really the only right. two times we see him with the shuttle. Like, um, so yeah, I don't think I bet you we don't. I mean, maybe we see those shuttles dropping first order troops and stuff on planets, but I bet you we don't see Kylo in one in eight since they gave him this kick ass ship. I really dig the design of it. Um, it's really tight. It it seems wide, you know, like. I don't know. It just looks awesome. But it does look like, you know, maybe Kylo Ren is obsessed with Darth Vader and being just like him. It's another yeah. sign of that. Yeah, I mean, especially with I mean, that ship callbacks. is directly modeled after the TIE Advance. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. <clears throat> um, excited just to see some new ships, man. Oh, um, you know the vehicles we saw... Uh, in the trailer on the planet that we now know to be Crate with like the red, kicking up the red dirt and stuff. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, you know, last week when we were talking about the behind the scenes reel, I said, oh, that looks like Poe Dameron is in the cockpit um, of a A-Wing. Remember that shot? And we were like, oh, maybe he drives an A-Wing. 
Well, apparently that's not right. what he was in. Apparently he is in, and a toy of this leaked today. Um, and this is just the official title of the ship, so don't worry about any big spoilers, anybody. The Resistance Ski Speeder. Okay. So that's what that ship's called. Um, and with a better picture of it, it kind of just looks like a, a B-Wing locked into the sort of sideways, not all four wings out position. You know what I'm talking about? Right, right. And uh, it's got skis on it. So probably, you know, sort of this movie snow speeder type thing. And yeah. uh, it looks like we're going to see Pope probably uh, flying one of those bad boys up against the new AT-ATs that we saw in the trailer. That'll be sweet. Maybe yeah. wrapping one of them up. Yeah. Well, see, I doubt they do that just because, you know, I always say two those. on the nose. Yeah. But I could see them, you know, having to pull some sort of shenanigans to take them down. Yeah. Um, or you just get a Jedi to, you know, <laughs> magnetically bazooka up to it, throw some charges in it. Man, I hope we're going to get to see two Jedi. In this battle of crate, and I hope one of them's holding the blue lightsaber, and I hope the other is holding the motherfucking green. green. Right. <clears throat> That's what I hope. That's what I really hope. Um. Okay, let's talk about that. So, it seems like, and this could all be smoke and mirrors, but it seems like from the behind the scenes reel, that it looks like at least Ray will be on crate. We saw her in that one clip dancing with uh, John Boyega. There's another clip that apparently looks like her and Leia together. Um, it's one of the shots of Leia from the behind the scenes, but if you freeze it, there's someone standing in front of her with their back to the camera, and it pretty much looks like it's Ray. Right. So would you be disappointed if through the course of the movie, Ray leaves Luke on Oct 2 and goes to help her friends. Um, I mean, we covered that. Um, not covered it, but we, we talked about it once before. But it would be a lot like Empire, but she might have to. I mean, there could be some bad shit going to happen to Poe and Finn. Right. I, I'm not against her going to help her friends. I'm all for that concept. What I'm saying is, like, I want her to take Luke along. I don't right. know that that will happen. You know, and it could be that Luke just refuses. But I might be a little bummed if Luke just chills on the planet by himself. Dude, if he just goes back to hanging out on the island, it's going to be sad. I know. It's just going to be sad. I because it was sad when Yoda died. And I got to watch Yoda whip ass before he died. Not in this trilogy, but... Right, but we got to watch Luke whip ass in another trilogy, you know? Right. Man, I hope he goes with them. I hope he goes with them, or well, for for all different reasons. If he goes with them, then the likelihood of a, a Luke and Leia reunion happening is, you know, awesome. More, yeah. More likely, and that's awesome. And, you know, unfortunately, if it doesn't happen in this movie, then it just doesn't happen, you know? Um, yeah. And then, like I said, the prospect of Luke, you know, being side by side with the resistance fighting the first order is fucking exciting. 
Who knows, though? Who knows? I guarantee Luke doesn't come out except to fight the big bad. You think? But, you know, it's how much do you show everybody how badass Luke Skywalker is or how much do you, you know, do you progress the new characters in that spot? Right. And oh God, I'm so torn. Yeah, it's it's like it's a tough call. Like, of course, I want this trilogy to be about the new characters, but we got four seconds of Luke last time, and you know what? Yeah. Like, we don't know how much longer we're gonna have the ability to have Luke Skywalker in movies. Like, let me see him fucking do some badass heroics. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It stresses me out a little bit to think about too much. Um, what if he goes off and does something on his own Obi-Wan style and gets taken out that way? Oh, shit. You know what? I honestly, and I, this could come back to haunt me, I honestly don't see them killing him in this movie. You don't? Mm-mm. I it don't. would blow everyone's mind. Ugh, I mean, I, I think I wouldn't be able to, like, function for the next couple of days. Like, <laughs> I was already a, a wreck. Like, I was bawling in the theater when they killed Han Solo, and Jesse was, like, rubbing my back to comfort me and shit. Yeah. But, like, Luke Skywalker, that's a completely different deal for me. Like, and, and I know the probability of it happening is high, you know, within the next couple of movies. Right. <clears throat> For one, I don't see them initially going into the movie wanting to kill him because do you really want to kill Han Solo in one movie and then in the very next one kill Luke Skywalker? Yeah, there might be an outrage. At that point, does it just become like sort of morbid? Like tune in to the next sequel trilogy movie to see what character you grew up loving that we kill now. Or does it become the George R. R. Martin and uh, right. Joss Whedon hide right. your favorite character? Right, you know. Um or and secondly like with Carrie's passing I really don't think you do that now because unfortunately the prospect of having Carrie in episode 9 is not available anymore. So do you really want to go into episode 9 without Carrie and without Mark Hamill? Yeah. I don't know that you do. I honestly don't know that you do. No. But in about 5 months, a little less than 5 months, we'll know. So uh, we have quite a few emails and voice messages to catch up on. So do you want to hop into those? Let's do it. You know what we didn't get to hear last week? We didn't. The sound of an angel. So I wasn't as psyched. <laughs> Kia G! Kia G! Cock King Tom Cock 
Oh, yeah. Alive! <laughs> All right. Who do we got up first? Let's see. Uh, we got our buddy Chris Lilly. Halls, Will, and any other fine guest on the podcast this week. As I lay on my cot inside an insulated tent, tent on Furt Orrin... Oh, my God. Hold on. <clears throat> our buddy is painting a word picture. So, you guys, like, kick back and uh, envision this. I'm going to take a drink of water and start over because I fucked that shit up bad. Yikes. As I lay on my cot inside an insulated tent on Furt... On Fort Irwin... California, waiting to go home after a two-week-long exercise in the Mojave Desert. The Mojave Desert. I have some time to reflect on Star Wars. I apologize if this gets personal, but I have a lot of emotion when it comes to this particular topic. Was our buddy on a walkabout? Is he in one of those um, sweat lodges like John Locke made for Boone? Well, no, John Locke made the sweat lodge for himself. Never mind. Anakin Skywalker is my favorite character. Not just the original trilogy Darth Vader parts, but the prequel awkward dialogue Hayden Christensen stuff. Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith came out at a time when I was roughly the same age as Anakin in the movies and was going through my own and somewhat similar challenges with fear, anger, and hate. My fandom with the character was further fueled by the fact that many people said that I very much look like him. Dude, I bet you he caught some fucking tail. People, I bet. Ladies love Hayden. <clears throat> I also identified with Anakin in many ways to include going to strict military school away from my single mom who I couldn't visit for contact while I went through indoctrination. She encouraged me to chase my dreams of leaving our small poor town to be an army officer, much like Shmi let go of her own son to become a Jedi. This is fucking beautiful. I feel bad about making that joke about him getting laid all the time. <clears throat> Even through his portrayal in the prequels was not as good as it could be, whether that be to Lucas's directing, Christensen's acting, the shit ton of green screen, or all of it combined. I still like the character of Anakin Skywalker for all that it could have and should have been. But along came the Star Wars TV series years later, which delivered the kind of Anakin Skywalker t telling that he and we deserved. His character wasn't overbearing, awkward, or annoying, but represented the hero, leader, and friend that, if we had experienced in the prequels, we would have felt more sadness for in the tragedy of his downfall in Episode 3. The Clone Wars is the perfect example of better late than never in this aspect, and I'm very thankful for Dave Filoni and his creative team for rectifying my favorite character, the Chosen One. Do you guys agree? Uh, what do you feel, Will? Uh, I think Hayden Christensen. Yeah, I I'm torn. I hate to go further than that. I'm torn. So I totally get. <coughs> where Chris is coming from, absolutely. I can see his um connection to the character. Without a doubt. Makes total sense. But I also, you know, we we got to be honest. Some of Hayden's parts in the prequels aren't the greatest. That being said, like, I still really like Anakin. And I still really like parts of Hayden's portrayal of Anakin. And I don't blame him at all. Um, 
you know, I, I feel like he was kind of hamstrung by, you know, direction, dialogue choices, really more than anything, and direction. Right. Um, I think it's got to suck to be, to get the news that you are the new, like, they call you up, Will, and say, hey, you're the new lead of Star Wars. You're the new main character of Star Wars. Yeah. You, you lose your goddamn mind. You go be in Star Wars. You do you do your best. The movie comes out and they start calling you Mannequin Skywalker. <laughs> and they start like, saying, you can't, this kid can't act for shit. And say, yeah, saying hateful shit about you. That shit's gotta suck. So the third one comes around. You you know, you try to do better or whatever. And, you know, the cards were stacked against the dude, in my feeling, in my opinion. It, the One of the, the coolest things I've seen come out of Star Wars fandom in the last few years is the really nice reception that he got at the 40th anniversary panel at Celebration this year. Yeah. You know, standing ovation. Everybody was stoked to see him and, like, that's cool. Because... Yeah. You know, even if you don't necessarily like everything he did in the prequels or everything involving him in the prequels, what's done is done. He's part of it's, Star Wars history. He's it's our the story Anakin. Now. It's the story. He's our Anakin. And, like, I would rather have that than not have the prequels. Yep. You know? And I think as time goes on and we get less and less george lucas led star wars movies i think the opinion of the prequels will only increase and i think people will start to appreciate them for what they offer instead of what they're missing right um but that being said clone wars did wonders to help me be okay with the character of anakin right um and you know really the story of the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker is too much to tell in three movies. I th I do feel like they could have done a better job of the allotted time showing his, his downfall and his fall to the dark side and stuff. But I think I also feel that like when you count in the clone wars, which is Canon now, and some people will say, Oh, that that doesn't count. It, you know, it was done after the fact it's not the movies. If you don't watch the, that and then watch the movies, Blah, blah, blah. But me personally as a fan, when you take into account all the storylines from the Clone Wars and all that stuff, it really makes me like the character of Anakin a whole lot more. So on that, yeah. I couldn't agree more with Chris. You got anything to add to that, buddy? Uh, I'm just so... I love... I like Hayden Christensen. I think he's a good actor. You know, I think he can perform well on other parts. You know, he's, he's talented, but seeing him portray Anakin was, and I'm one of those kids that grew up and thought they were great growing up. And then, you know, long about high school, college, I was like watching them. I was like, Oh God, that's painful. That's awkwardly painful just to hear, or, you know, some bit of dialogue, but it, it's always just dialogue. But I think, like you said, I think you're hemmed in at that point. I think George is so sure of himself and his vision that he's not going to let you deviate from that. So he knows what he wants. George does. 
and you know he's trying to give him that Hayden is trying to give him what he wants and George either settles for less or is, is failing producing the talent I don't you know, know that George necessarily settles for less I think so George liked what he saw the performance he well saw. this is the thing like you got to keep in mind like okay let's um Let's pick a you know a scene with Hayden as Anakin. Um, okay. Let's pick the scene where he sees her again for the first time. Okay, that scene. Let's say uh, you know he delivers that whole dialogue. Okay, let, specifically, let's go to um, the scene where like Obi Wan, he uh, Obi Wan, Anakin, Padme, they're all sitting there talking about you know the assassin and stuff, and he's like. Talking back to Obi Wan, right? That delivery and 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 the way he performed that dialogue, that wasn't the only choice that George had for that scene. They took multiple takes of that. You know, it's a movie. Right. George chose that man. Like George was like, "That's the one." Now, does that mean that was the best one? Maybe. Does that mean it's the one George liked the best? Maybe. You know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. N- really no i think it's pretty indicative that there's some pretty great actors in the star wars prequels that sometimes don't give the best performances or don't have their best portrayals at certain points but to me there's a reason it's either because they couldn't feel it because they were in front of a green screen all the time either you know you know that might have had something to do with it but i think we've seen really good green screen acting sense and maybe it's just a a matter of now people are more used to it because it's more common you know yeah like using sight you know things for them to look at and interact with while they're yeah i mean and and it's definitely done a little differently nowadays than it was back then um i just i don't know those are really good actors and if if you as a director can't get what you want out of them or you, you know you choose the wrong thing in editing. I don't know if that who does that reflect? Does it reflect more poorly on the director or the actor? Honestly, I don't know. I'm not a filmmaker. That's I'm, where my, you know, my inner struggle is. Because Hayden Christensen's good in some other stuff, and some of the other stuff that he's in is bad that he's good in. You know what I'm saying? Like Right. I'm pretty sure he's good in that movie Jumper, which is not a good movie. But he was good in it, you know, like as the lead. Maybe I, I saw that movie once in the theater, and I was like, "Oop, not for me, not for me." Let's go ahead and purge this one from the mind. But grapes. you know, like you know what I'm saying, like it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> no, but him as the lead in it, like it is believable that he was that guy. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, I think, like at this point, I'm just it's. Like, I'm just going to accept their prequels now. They're part of Star Wars. I'm going to watch them. I like them. If I didn't like them, I wouldn't find myself watching them. Ever. It's only when I'm asked these in-depth questions that right. I think too hard about it. You know? Like, yeah. In any other day, I'm just like, oh, it's great. It's Attack of the Clones. I get to see a bunch of Jedi whip ass. It's like the yeah, only and, movie and, you I know, get to see that many Jedi whip ass. You know, like, it, it has its place. Like, the, that's the thing. Like, Attack of the Clones is my least favorite, but there's no denying that it's got badass stuff in it. Like... You yeah. said that whole Geonosis battle arena thing. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jango Fett chasing Obi-Wan through the fucking uh, uh, asteroid field. Yep. Awesome. Um, I think Coruscant looks 
ten times cooler in Attack of the Clones than it does in The Phantom Menace. You're damn right. Because you get to see it sort of at night and, and sort of the underbelly and stuff. Right. You know, so, you know, despite it being my least favorite, there's still parts of it I really like. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. Who do we Boy, got? We dissected that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Uh, Gentleman John is back. Hey guys, Gentleman John here. Enhanced and communing with the Force as always. Been hearing a lot of deep questions lately on the state of Star Wars. Disney's handling of things. Men and women women battling for Star Wars supremacy and such. So I thought I'd toss y'all a little softball question for one. Everyone asks who you would be if you lived in the Star Wars universe. So how about this? You are who you want to be. So my question is, who is your sidekick? Do you pick a droid that you can get locked into, get you into locked doors and fix your ship in flight? Or maybe someone of the same species that you may be teaching or learning from? Perhaps a bestie beast. A bestie beast. A beastie bestie. Like Chewie. Or maybe something else. Personally, I'm super animal friendly, so I'm going with the beastie. And the cat I want watching my six is Moroff. I was a little disappointed he was only relegated to a couple of background shots in Rogue One, so that probably plays a little into my choice. In case you need a refresher, Moroff was a guy in Saul's crew that kind of looked like, if timeline permitted, Chewie might have had a restless night on Echo, Echo Base and snuck out the shield door and humped a Wampa, and nine min- months later, a Moroff popped out. Anywho, he reminds me of that Predator equivalent of Jesse Ventura, right down to the Star Wars version of Old Painless. I can almost hear Moroff's... <laughs> this dude really likes Moroff. He does. Almost hear Moroff's garbled voice and imagine reading the subtitles They ain't got no time to bleed. He also looks like, to me, he'd be sort of a guy... Wait, hold on. He also looks to me like he'd be the sort of guy after a long day of whipping Imperia ass he'd plop down on the couch, ignite the green, and put on Max Rebo's version of Dark Side of the Mood. And I suspect when he does, he might make some sort of adorable adorable sleeping noise like purring or whatever. (laughs) Anyways, the only real downside I see if some asshole gets of a lucky shot and hurts my buddy, it would send me into a full-on crazy Bill Duke mode trying to kill that motherfucker. I'ma have me some fun. I'ma have me some fun. Oops, sorry, y'all, that went way longer than I meant. A little enhanced stream deep. of consciousness, I guess, and I might have just watched The Predator. Anyways, ignite the green and may the force be with you. Woo, That's he funny. Did, he did get it. <laughs> he just watched The Predator. Because I, I got The Predator on, on my DVR right now. I've been watching it. I was like, that dude is in it. I, He's in it. You know what's funny? I watched The Predator when I was without internet because it's in my Blu-ray collection. There you go. Um... Okay, who do you want to be your Star Wars sidekick, Will? Okay, now, I gotta ask this, and I mean no disrespect. Is Does, like, a Han Solo sidekick to Luke Skywalker count? Like, is that what we're talking about? Well, I, I, I would assume so. Like, who do you want to be, like, your Star Wars traveling buddy? Like, your sidekick. Bye. I'd want him to be a badass pilot. Like, if I couldn't be a badass pilot myself, my buddy would be a kick-ass pilot and i mean if it can be both then of course i'll have an animal one like uh well, that's basically you want a chewy i, I want a rocket raccoon or uh, like a the star small, star wars like version a, of rocket raccoon 
No, he doesn't need to be sassy like that. But I want a small, <laughs> animal, like smaller. I want the, I don't know the, um, the Wolverine version or the, uh, not a raccoon. I don't know, like a wallaby or a koala bear. Oh my god, the Star Wars take on koala bear as your like sidekick. Yeah, there has gotta be. Oh my god, that's awesome. Like, got to jump in the seat and you know you may have to jump up to hit a certain button <laughs> or control uh i just like that you don't want it to be sassy so it's not always back talking you no <laughs> he's my buddy like he can break my balls like chewie does han you know but he can't be like sassy not telling me to fuck off and shit yeah yeah see my answer is pretty much the same like i would want a a creature to be my my pal but like i don't know that i would go wookie even though i love wookies yeah right see i love wookies but if i can create one and i love nyan numb but i i don't think i would go with him either he doesn't seem like a creature to me no he seems like uh you know a vag-faced creepy uncle or something that's the difference like the alien versus the animal you know, where where does one stop and the other begin? Yeah, I would want some sort of creature. Um, like... Like a Dharma. Yeah, like the... Like Star Wars. Oh, yeah, like a giant Star Wars ferret. No, no, oh, no, God, no. No, a giant Star Wars Finnick Fox. Finnick Fox. Yeah. But like That'd be cool. bipedal, bipedal, right? And he string would, of bandoliers. Yeah, well, yeah, something like that. Maybe he would definitely wear pants. Like that's the thing about Chewie. Like he just he just sits around with his dick on the seat of the Millennium Falcon, and Han's cool with it. Well, is there enough hair there? You'd assume it's covered. What if it's like retractable? Oh, well, I know, assume it is. Like, a, like he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of based on a dog, so you assume he like. He's got, you know, he gets like the lipstick going, but still, you know, he doesn't wear pants. That means his his junk was hanging out. That that means his butthole is just somewhere up in in that fur, just chilling. No matter amount of how much fur, that still means like maybe it's on the underside and it's like shaved real close all the time. Oh man, I bet you Chewie has a rough time taking a dump, man. I never thought about that. That's a lot of hair. Ooh. Yeah. Giant bipedal. Not giant, but like slightly less than human sized bipedal Finnick Fox. He'd be wearing pants. He'd uh, be good with a blaster. He would speak in a language that really only I could understand so we could like crack jokes and people yeah. wouldn't know what was up. And, uh, you know, now that I say that, maybe that's a little creepy. And let me tell you why. Because what do I want to do with a regular Finnick Fox? I want to pet it. I want to cuddle it. I want to hold it in my lap and rub my face all in its fur and stuff. Yeah. Right? It's weird if that is a giant humanoid sentient Phoenix Finnick Fox. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. See, this Ooh, is where we're going. That got a little weird. So now maybe I have to rethink my answer. God damn. 
the it's the animal you want to high five. Yeah, not necessarily. So like, not that you want a spoon. Like yeah, like because if it was Walter, if it was my cat Walter, it's perfectly ac- acceptable for me to spoon with Walter, right? Mm. My cat Walter. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, spoon your more, cat all you want to. More or less. You, you, you too cool for school, bastard. <laughs> oh, you're just too. Come on, man. What is better than having a pet that will like jump up in bed with you and be your little spoon? Yeah. You know, like it's not true. It's not like I'm trying to put it in Walter's butt. It's like a he's my buddy. We cuddle. He's a cat. But if Walter was a cuddle buddy, if Walter was damn near human sized, bipedal and sentient, then it gets a little weird. If you could tell him to put on Star Wars, you know. And he could work the DVD player. <laughs> and it gets a little weird. Then you want to cuddle him? Hmm. You want to spoon him then? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. We're going to move on. I think we just broke cause. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right. Next up, we got our buddy Richie from Boston. Will and Halls this week. I thought I'd write in for a change to express how deeply excited I am for The Last Jedi and for the future of Star Wars. Sure, I've been a little anxious about the Han Solo film, but that D23 reel, along with the theme park news, has me feeling very confident about the future of Star Wars. First, the -the behind-the-scenes reel. A crazy thought crossed my mind about Luke handling the lightsaber in The Last Jedi. We saw his green-taped hand turning it over. That's the first time he's handled that saber since Empire, which means that's the first time his mechanical hand has touched that saber. A silly thought, but something that I instantly fanboyed over. Wait a second, that is... Okay, first off, yeah, that is a very sort of specific and fanboy notion. But yeah, that's... Like, he's holding that with the hand that he lost when he lost that saber. Yeah, because he'll never know what it's like to hold that saber in that hand again. <clears throat> I never even thought about that. I never That's never even crossed my mind. Way to I mean, go, Richie. You'll be able to hold it with the robot hand, but, you know. I mean. I imagine I, you can't feel that. I I mean, I know from the sound of things tonight, my, my mind has been easily blown by these emails, but that kind of blew my mind a little bit. I'm not going to lie. No. Okay. I also loved, loved the creatures. My God, I hope they bring porgs to market. They're like penguin seals. I hope Santa Claus puts one under the tree for my kids and maybe one under there for me too. I'd cuddle with that little motherfucker. And those lop-eared rabbit donkey llamas, love it. The creature shop is killing it. Okay, so. Can you imagine cuddling a porg, right? Uh, totally acceptable. I don't know, man. If it'll let you. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to forcibly cuddle an animal that doesn't want me to cuddle it. I'm just trying to think of all the kinds of wildlife Hawes would cuddle versus all the kinds of wildlife that would not cuddle with Hawes. Okay, but let's just say hypothetically, okay? Let's take this to the real world. Do you really think you could cuddle a penguin? Hypothetically, let's say that... I am an Antarctic explorer, okay? All right. And where my base camp is, 
there's a family of penguins who I become friends with. I feed them sardines and shit. They eventually let me start petting them. You know, this is not something just like we meet eyes on the Arctic ice plates and they're like, oh, let's cuddle. This is a friendship. Like the 500 days of winter of the penguin love stories. <laughs> I'm, they, see, you're taking this in a direction. I don't want to fuck animals. Johnny Grosso said the same thing. Like, <laughs> this is not about fucking animals. I'm not into that. I just like animals. I don't know why you and Johnny have fucking insinuated that I'm trying to dick out a tiger or, or, or a penguin. That, the, Johnny said the same thing this week. <laughs> just cuddling them. You know, like, everybody wants to pet or if, pat them. If you have a pet dog, cat, ferret, any kind of normal, like, pet to have at the house, domesticated animal, and you haven't cuddled it, you're fucking missing out. That's part of the awesomeness of having a pet. Yeah. A cat sitting on your lap cuddling. With I mean, you, I've like, had animals sleep on me. Like, I know what you're talking about. I guess I've never little, you know, I've never been the big spoon to an animal's little spoon. You've never, like, Walter will get in bed with me and he'll lay right up against me because I sleep on my side. And yeah. then, yeah, eventually he's going to get that arm around him. And I'm going to pull him in close. And we're going to go to sleep. It's yeah. not like I'm tickling where his little kitty balls used to be. It's not like that. But he wish you were. No! You guys are motherfuckers. <laughs> you guys are just soulless bastards that can't connect with an animal because you're uh, a higher being on the food chain. It's not I'm a higher being. It has nothing to do with it. <clears throat> Finally, as a family of Walt Disney World junkies, we're really excited for Galaxy's Edge. Our last family... Yeah, yeah. Our last family trip to Walt Disney World was expensive and exhausting, and I swore that we would wait until some of the Star Wars hype had relaxed a bit until our next trip. Nope. Sign me up. I want to go when it opens, and I want to go when the new hotel opens, too. Imagine waking up, putting on the Imperial uniform, and hanging out on a Star Destroyer. Damn it, Disney. You've got this old, cynical New Engl Englander feeling like a kid again. See, that's what I like to see. Dude, and what if you can pick... Like, oh, I want the smuggler outfit. Oh, I want the Jedi outfit. Oh, I want the military officer outfit. I want whatever outfit looks best on a fat guy. Dude, give me the robes. Yeah, like I'll that seems like, a, robes. like it would hide how fat I am the best. But then like people are going to be like... Yeah, you don't want to see me in an imperial <laughs> there's, there's officer gonna be uniform. Motherfucker Bib Fortunas in there seeing me rolling around in my wheelchair in, my, in a Jedi robe and be like, he's no Jedi. He's no Jedi. Motherfuckers. You don't know that. How Maybe they'll give it, you some awesome how Yoda. How is it that, like, on the exact same week, you and Johnny both insinuate that I want a fucking animal? I did not insinuate that. Oh, yes, it did. Animal. Yes. Oh, you caught. Mm, scandalous cuddling with animals. That's not what I said. You When I, I was in the hospital for two months, Dharma never slept in the bed with you? She did, but I don't remember like spooning her. I don't remember putting Dharma, my arm around her and like. See, Dharma doesn't like that though. We slept next to each other. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, you never reached your arm over and petted her a little bit. I would did. I would reach over and pet her. You're just Will's like I am too. I'm too cool for Anakin Skywalker and loving on animals. <laughs> that is not true. I love loving on animals. You know, I love animals. 
I just am being very honest about how little I have spooned an animal. It's like, not every night. I'm not hating on the fact that it's not enjoyable. I'm sure it's delightful. Yeah, but you're trying to turn saying, it into some dirty ass dark I web bullshit not. where it's well, like, well, what did I say? You were like, oh, spoon with it. And you wish you was tickling his little kitty balls. I did say you that. You wish that you were hilarious. tickling his little kitty balls. And and then Johnny straight up said, me up. Halls wants to fuck that crystal fox thing. From the Last Jedi behind the scenes, I'm like, no, no, I don't. Man, man, it's like you found my fucking Death Star port tonight, and you were like, I don't need a targeting computer. Boop, boop. <laughs> All right. Oh, I did. I set you off. I didn't even know it. I wonder if I need to put in the podcast notes. Halls defends himself. <laughs> he doesn't want to fuck animals. Just no, that's the name of this episode. Hawes doesn't fuck animals. <laughs> you can't put that shit on <laughs> iTunes. I'm just and I don't want to sully the the goodness of the Making Star Wars website with our post <laughs> on Saturday morning that's like Episode one oh nine. Hawes doesn't wanna fuck animals. Hawes doesn't fuck animals. Didn't I didn't think I had to say that. But <laughs> yeah, I never thought I would have to make that abundantly clear two episodes <laughs> in a row of two different podcasts. Oh, I just I, were you like hanging out <laughs> under your sheets, reading a book with a flashlight, texting with Johnny Grasso and giggling? No. Let's no. both say that Holmes wants to fuck animals. <laughs> you're handsome. No, you're handsome. Connected by string. Talking yeah. about how, how yeah. much you love animals a little too much. That's fucked up. <laughs> I resent that. All right. Next no. up, uh, we got our buddy Chris Lilly again. Hey, guys. Understanding that Halls is a huge Boba Fett fan and also understanding that he might not be a fan of Mandalorians in general. Oh, I am. I still have a question for him with regards to the Star Wars universe's most notable warrior culture. <clears throat> Do you prefer the Mandalorian's culture as it appears in the new canon as seen in the Clone Wars and Rebels or of that seen in Legend as portrayed in the Karen Travis Republic Commando novels? Personally, I prefer the Legends version as I find Karen Travis's effort to bring that culture to life to be really impressive. Those books, not so much that first one, drew me in and really made me want to be a Mando and start and part of a and part of Cal Skirata's clan. She made a language, an ethos, and a psychology for the Mandalorians that are now null, pardon the side, inside joke, due to the canon version. However, I promise that I won't be that douche and make a billboard, but will continue to appreciate those books for what they are, despite not being canon anymore. Thanks, your friend, Chris. You know what? I'm going to have to be completely honest I'm not really familiar with those books. In fact, maybe those were after I sort of got out of reading the EU. It sounds like something I'd be into, though. Um, as far as Mandalorian stuff that I liked in the past, that's pretty null and void. You know, there's some cool Mandalorian stuff in the Tales of the Jedi stuff. Um, there's some cool Mandalorian stuff in Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 and... The Old Republic MMO. I'm a fan of that stuff, and it's a bummer that that's not considered canon anymore. Aren't the Mandalorians now canonically like? Are they like a warrior race? Sort of. Um, 
you know, I, I, that being said, I really do like their portrayal in the canon in Clone Wars and in Rebels. Clean on samurai, mm. Spartan. Mm, kind of, you know, like there was the offshoot, the Death Watch, which um, Pre Vizsla was part of. The guy that had the dark saber before Maul, before Sabine, after. I don't Tara know why Vizsla. I thought this. I just thought they were militaristic because of the armor. Well, I you know, honestly, it's been a little while since I've watched the Clone Wars Mandalorian stuff. And in Rebels, they're sort of split into two versions. There's the Imperial Mandalorians that are aligned with the Empire. And then there's like Sabine's family and stuff that, and, and you know, like their followers that are like, um, they're not part of the Rebellion, but they're still opposed to the Empire. So, and then, you know, in, in Clone Wars, you had Death Watch was kind of like a, I don't know, like a cult. Not a cult, but like... It's like an Assassin's Guild. Yeah, sort of outside of normal Mandalorian culture. And then, like, Satine being the Duchess. And, and you know, it was definitely different. Um, but the new canon has brought my favorite Star Wars concept, Tar Vizsla... The first Mandalorian Jedi, the guy that created and wielded the Darksaber. So they get major points from me. On Did he that. create it? Yes. I thought it was ancient. It is. Tar Vizsla? Tar Vizsla was the first Mandalorian Jedi back in like ancient Man uh, Jedi times. He's oh. And he created the Darksaber. And then when he passed away, they uh, housed the Darksaber in the jedi temple the mandalorians broke into the jedi temple and stole it back who is the leader of the death watch death watch pre vizsla pre vizsla that's who i thought you were talking about no part of the same clan you know <laughs> has the same last night and name obviously a descendant of some sort of tar vizsla right you know what my character's name in final fantasy 14 is what tar vizsla is it Yep, and he That's doesn't want to cool. fuck animals either. <clears throat> All right, so we got one you more. You shouldn't have to asterisk that under everything in your life. Well, maybe if you weren't such, you and Johnny weren't such such dicks about it, I wouldn't have to defend myself so vehemently. Pew pew. Cool guys. Ooh, we don't we don't connect with animals. Ooh, I'm Johnny Grasso. I hate my cat. The dog is the only cool thing I've ever seen. Granted, <laughs> Chewbacca is pretty fucking cool, but yeah, I don't like how he hates on his cat. Why he doesn't like his cat? Does he? No, he's like she's lame, and I'm like, well, she's lame because you don't love her, because you talk shit about her on the internet. <laughs> I'd be lame too. I'll tell you what, Cats I'm going to start. Different breed. There's so many different personalities. I'm going to start being real lame if you guys don't let that shit go. Hey, Walter um, loves you. I know. He loves your loving. And it ain't like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I've got so much compassion towards animals. I'm just saying. I'm Walter sorry. Walter loves your loving. That's all I'm saying. Next up, we got King Tom. Have a quick non-Star Wars <laughs> question before I get into the meat of the voicemail. Uh, wanted to find out what you guys thought about Spider-Man. I can imagine Hawes has been looking forward to it for a while. Um, I loved it. Did everything right by me. Um, but I want to see what you guys thought. But... I have a little bit of a bigger Star Wars question for you. Don't know if you guys are reading it, but I love this new 
Darth Vader uh, comic series. They're about in the third issue, um, and it deals with uh, Vader now that he's in the suit immediately after Revenge of the Sith. And his first assignment is to um, take a lightsaber from a Jedi and make it his. And he tracks down this uh, Jedi who's living in seclusion. Apparently he did some transgression against the Order a long, long time, even before Anakin joined. Um, And he took a vow that's apparently normal in the Jedi, um, a vow to basically separate oneself from the Jedi and just work for the Force. And he's living, this guy has been living on a planet alone, um, and Vader finds him, and this guy is a, a total badass. He is powerful, he has a good design, he is perceptive, he is knowledgeable. Just think of everything that Key Adi Mundi is not, and you have this guy. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but basically he tells, um, you know, their confrontation isn't over, but he tells Vader, someone sent you here, and I'm going to kill you, then I'm going to go find him and kill him. Um, like I said, the guy's a total badass. But oh, something wow. else he tells Vader, he says, um, you know, a short time before this comic, he felt the deaths of all his brothers and sisters, Jedi. Um, which made me think of that moment in Revenge of the Sith when Yoda drops his cane, clutches his forehead. I always thought that was Yoda sensing that Anakin turned to the dark side. Um, specifically because Yoda and Anakin had a tie echoing the moment in Attack of the Clones after the Tusken Raider Massacre, because we don't really see any of the other Jedi reacting to the Jedis being wiped out, Order 66. Um, So I always thought that that moment in Revenge of the Sith was about Anakin, but now it's making me think, maybe I was wrong. Maybe maybe Yoda is sensing the deaths of the Jedi. Um, What do you guys... What was your... I know, I know this is from Revenge of the Sith, but what was your interpretation of that? Was Yoda sensing the deaths of the Jedi, or was he sensing the turn of Anakin? Um, anyway, thanks for listening to me ramble, and uh, thanks for the great podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. Ooh. First off, <clears throat> I am not caught up on those Darth, Darth Vader comics. Um I want to be. They sound really cool. I've been sort of keeping up with them through reviews and synopsises and stuff. Next time I have a chance to go to the comic store, I will definitely be picking them up. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but what he 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 gave a really good synopsis of what's gone on so far, and it does sound really cool. It it picks up like he said right after the end of Revenge of the Sith and shows vader's next few days you know and basically how he got the kyber crystal for or how he's going to get the kyber crystal for his saber it's synthetic (laughs) right no that is no longer part of star wars canon okay so basically and and i'm gonna be honest i'm not a huge fan of this concept that they introduced the reasons um reason that Sith lightsabers are red is no longer that they're synthetic crystals. You know, that was never any in movies or Clone Wars or anything, so that was never like 100% canon anyway, you know? Right. But the reason they're red now is because uh, when a Sith Lord gets a hold of a Kyber crystal, because, you know, they're sort of attuned to the crystal, uh, he, he dominates the crystal and uh dominates and like corrupts it 
and turns it red. They call it bleeding. You know, he makes the crystal bleed, which not it's not like it's really like spitting out blood. It's it's a metaphorical thing, you know. Right. And so basically, that's what he's doing is he's going to take down a Jedi, take their Kyber crystal, and then turn that Kyber crystal, and that's when he runs into this guy. Um, as far as the Yoda thing, I honestly I always sort of equated it to Yoda feeling the death of all those Jedi. I thought it was Yoda experiencing the whole disturbance in the force that those him turning the death of the Jedi, the whole disturbance right. in the force was what took his breath away to me. Right, right. And you know, we don't he he does bring up that we don't really see any other Jedi reacting to it, but I think because it's such a simul- simultaneous attack on the Jedi Order 66 that they don't have time and you know only the real badasses like Yoda like and 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 then you know when you think about Obi-Wan feeling the disturbance in the force that's, when Alderaan gets dis- destroyed Yeah, that's what I was pointing to was yeah. that you know the only other time you really see that is you know, Obi-Wan senses the disturbance in the Force. He was like, suddenly it was as if thousands of voices cried out at once and were all silenced. Like, Yeah. So I think that's what it was. And I still haven't seen fucking Spider-Man. So uh, I can't comment on it. No I gotta bueno. see that shit. Maybe tomorrow, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's bumming me out. All right. <clears throat> Tomorrow's Saturday. So we got one more voicemail and two more emails. And then we'll wrap it up. And you know, the other day, I was sitting there thinking about the last few podcasts. And I was like, you know who we haven't heard from in a while? Who's that? Hey, Joe. Where you at, Joe? Joe's been busy. Joe Joe says on Twitter quite often that he's been busy. So, Right. I'll allow it, Joe. We miss you, buddy. And secondly, we haven't heard from Soar's Band Demon in a little while. Souls bad dame. Fine dame. I can't do a good one. I'm all frazzled now. I had to defend my honor. All right, here we go. Here's Soars. Is that Walter right here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's defending me too. He's selling you out. Hello. You motherfucker. Souls bad dame. And I'm back. Now this week, boys and girls, I've had some very sad news. Mr. Cuddles has been missing now for about a week. <laughs> There's been no sight or sounds of the militant little shit, and it's starting to break my heart. I mean, no one's trying to pull the bloody drapes down or murder me in my sleep. Oh, starting to miss the little sods. Really am. I can't live if living is without you. I can't live. I can't give anymore. I can't live. Oh my goodness. If living is without you. Oh my god, hold on. I can't Oh, 
It's my special little boy. My special boy. <laughs> but today, my friends, a note turned up in the post to a Mr. Sowers Bing Bong. Jesus Christ. It reads, if you want to see your cat again, cat spelled K-A-T, <laughs> you had better bring 50,000 Republic credits, a fern, and some Cool Ranch Doritos to the corner of 45th and 7th. Now don't bother messing me about, because we both know this is the only pussy you're getting. <sighs> Signed, Hugs and Kisses, Kit Visto. Visto! When I get hold of you, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Do you hear me, Visto? Now I'll leave you boys and girls to it. Ta-ra! You bunch of mugs. That, that was, was intense. That was the best one yet. Holy shit. It's and, a man that loves his animals. I was about to say, could it have come at a more perfect time? Somebody help that man find his cat. Somebody help please, that man. Please, somebody. Find his cat. All right. <clears throat> Next up, we got a voicemail from Ollie. I thought it was an email, but I was wrong. It's a voicemail. So here we go. Something tells Ollie me. Ollie the Swede? No, this is Ollie, not Oliver. Oliver. Oliver is the Swede. The Swede. Always get them mixed up. Good evening, moisture farmers. It's your friendly neighborhood, Ollie. Just dropping in to give some thoughts and questions on the last Jedi footage that we saw that you guys broke down in your last show. You know, there was one particular part that was really standing out to me. Um, and it's, it's the idea that there's going to be something shocking to everybody. Now, they could be talking about the general public that aren't, you know, so obsessed with Star Wars and know all the little minutia. Or they could be talking about fandom in general. And that's what's really getting me. Because, quite frankly, you know, this is the most overanalyzed franchise of all time. Every single theory that could be out there is out there. I mean, you've heard it all. I mean, that's the reason that, that Steel has that, you know, the sticker and t-shirts that say your Snoke theory sucks because there's 100,000 stupid Snoke theories. So this franchise really isn't short on crazy theories. So what possibly could they believe is so shocking to us that it's everyone is just making such a big deal? And I'm... I'm really hoping there is something. I'm really hoping there is an, I, you know, I am your father moment in this, you know, movie. You know, something that just takes me back. Because I really don't want that to just be their marketing pitch. You know, it, it would just really disappoint me. And, and I wanted to kind of look at a few things that people said in the footage. You know, Daisy said, Ryan has written a story that is unexpected, but right. You know, she also said some stuff that will happen, you will say, oh my God. And then Mark Hamill comes in and says, even though I think I know 
how it's all going, they throw some, something story-wise that I would never have imagined. And then Carrie caps it off with saying it's all about family. Well, I mean, you know, those are pr- some pretty bold statements right there. I mean, again, Daisy's saying that things are unexpected. What, what don't we expect? What hasn't been theorized? You know, I mean, is it unexpected? Sure, I can think of some crazy ones. What if Ray is a Skywalker in that she's Leia's child, but Leia had an affair while she was split with Han, and that's why, you know, that's why nobody knows about her. You know, I'd be shocked. Hell, that would be great. That's a great way to make her a Skywalker and not actually Luke's daughter. If that's the way they don't want to go, uh, I think that would be very unexpected. You see what I'm saying? Like with, um, with, with, what could they possibly do? I mean, there's crazy theories all over the place. You know, um, you know, what could they do that would make me say, "Oh my God"? You know, what would Mark not see coming? You know, what, what would he think? I'm assuming he's talking about his character. Um, you know, what would he believe, you know, they would do to Luke that he couldn't see coming? You know, did Luke turn to the dark side himself? I mean, I don't think that's something that we wouldn't see coming. I mean, I think that we've seen that theory out there, too. You know, could, could it, they say that Darth Vader, you know, that Anakin wasn't really his father? I mean, is that possible? Well, they can't really do it because of episode three, but maybe they're going to say, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to throw crazy theories out there. So my real question is, what do you guys think they're going to throw out there? What's your crazy theory? Or, and do you think that this is something that they're just doing for marketing purposes? And I just wanted to end off my voicemail with saying, Haas, thanks to you always talking about old fashioned on old fashions on the different uh, podcasts you're on, including your own. You've got me really into drinking whiskey again, and now it's all I drink, and I I don't know whether to thank you or to say, <laughs> God damn it, I'm really getting too drunk every night. So have a good one, boys. Do you want to take that one first, Mr. Cool Guy? Uh, with your cool shades and your like <laughs> bomber jacket being like hey I can't emotionally connect to anything but humans hey Jesse, uh, you're so mean to me I'm mean, so to you. mean to me I'm mean to you that is you're so mean to me when I try to break your balls I'm mean to you oh that yep, mm. yep. Jesse. just a little ball breakage and you're mean Will tried to hold on Will tried to insinuate on the podcast that I want to fuck animals that's why I, did I like not. animals so I much. I did not. You are, I'm he, being misreported. He, he, Walter? like he, he, come here, come here, come here. Is he, Walter asking for it right now? He took into question the fact that I spoon with Walter as if it I was something. I didn't take it into question. I totally believe that you do it. Oh, no. I mean that you, you kind of implied that there was something nefarious up with that. I did not. Ta- not ta- at all. Ta- defend me a little bit. There's you want to spoon, you spoon away. There's animal. nothing to defend. I feel like there's something weird if you think it's weird to spoon with an animal. Like, if, if that's where your brain goes, then you have the problem. See? There you go. I didn't go there. The, no, and it, it wouldn't have even been a big deal, but Johnny insinuated the same thing on Rogue Are you One this week. Serious? Do I come off as an animal fucker? No. Is this something I've never realized? Is that why I was single for so long? Because girls were like, that dude looks like he fucks animals. He really likes that kitty cat. 
Ugh. All right, why don't you take Ollie's question? We're gonna. That's it for that subject this evening. You're gonna My heart is broken. You, around. you totally blindsided me. Hey, All of the above, I guess. Get it in. How about? All right. All right. So, Ollie <laughs> wants to know, like, what do you think? Do you think it's just marketing? All of this, uh, you know, talk about huge events and shocking shit. And oh, right, right, right. Or uh, no, I think there's actually shocking stuff. I do too. I think it's it's story written in the way you didn't expect, but it feels right. You know, I I totally agree with that, and I believe that's what's going to happen. Um, yes, I believe they're trying to hype it. Of course, that's part of the marketing of it. But you know, I don't think it's going to be anything so off the wall that you can't believe it or get behind it. And that's kind of what we were talking about. I think last week a little bit, but yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about this at the beginning when we went over the synopsis. Um, right. What it so? What would? What's your? Do you have a crazy theory? You know, and I I hate to be the stick in the mud, but I don't. I don't have a crazy theory. I'm just kind of like trying to avoid the crazy theories, honestly. Just I'm waiting in anticipation to see what really happens because yeah, you know, I don't I don't think anybody can nail it. You know, I've read a lot of crap. See, that's nobody, what I'm hoping for. And nothing that I ever read was like, oh man, I really hope it's that. That's know? what I'm hoping for is that they pull something off unexpected, and that right. it, it totally takes me by surprise. That's what I'm hoping for. Right, me too. Um, I guess my craziest theory, and it's not even like a really fully baked <laughs> theory, is I just I still think Ray is is Luke's daughter somehow. I, okay, my crazy theory: it'll be crazy if he's if she's Obi Wan's spawn. That'd right. be crazy. You know our buddy Brad. That's that's his favorite. That's yeah. his go to. Is that uh, she's Obi Wan's, you know, granddaughter or, or something right. like that. Um. You okay? So you want to hear my really fan fictiony into the movie my god go ahead um luke leaves um Lu- luke oh sorry ray leaves <clears throat> luke and r2 on octu to go to crate to help out finn poe general leia the resistance right well, even with Ray's help, they still get their backs pushed up against the wall by the First Order. And just when you think all the chips are down, who swoops in to do the double save? First Ray comes in and saves the day, and then shit goes south, and then who comes in for the double save? Luke. Luke comes in, and a surprise moment, starts whipping some ass, maybe just using the Force. Then he gets put into a precarious situation. Glances over at his good buddy R2, gives him the signal. R2 pops out the saber. Luke grabs the saber and cleans fucking house. That's my crazy fan fictiony, fan service, fan boy, fan everything. Not a theory. I don't particularly think it's going to happen, but I'd be pretty stoked with it. I'd be yeah. pretty stoked with it. <clears throat> All right, and last up for tonight, we have our buddy Tomas. Halls and Will, while re-watching the behind-the-scenes reel, around 30 seconds, there's a very short clip of Ryan Johnson standing next to this seemingly large creature that looks vaguely like Snoke. Do you think this is Snoke? 
If so, are you glad that Snoke is not a super tiny creature like some people thought he might be? In other news, last week I acquired a mini deep fryer and made some kick-ass fried dough balls. Add a little bit of chocolate sugar and drizzled, or a little bit of powdered sugar and drizzled them in chocolate. So freaking good. Thanks, guys. Dang, that does sound good, buddy. That does sound really good. You know what you need to make in that that, uh, mini deep fryer? Fried Oreos, my man. Fried Oreos. That shit is delicious. Or fried macaroni and cheese. Ooh, that's good too. Bacon in it. That is good. There's a it's a good thing that Jesse and I don't have a mini fryer because That's why I don't have a mini fryer. I'd be like, ooh, let's go get a bag of mini Snickers and put them in the fridge and then we'll make yeah. fried mini Snickers. Right. Yeah. Fried ice cream. Fried ice fried, cream. Fried uh, apple empanadas. Let me fry, you know, everything. You know what else would be good? Fried. I would have industrial sized buckets of panko and like <laughs> I need my own chicken farm for egg breading. Fried hostess pies. Oh, man. So good. Oh, my God. That would be good. Beignets. Goddamn. All right. So I'm not particularly familiar with what scene he's talking about in the behind the scenes trailer. But it does seem like from all accounts that Snoke is not like a, a tiny little fella. No, um, I mean he may be average minus some because he just looks fucked up. You know, maybe, maybe something that happened to him made him. I still think he's tall. Back, to be completely know, like, honest, I think he's going to be. I don't think he's like um, the height that he appears to be in the Force Awakens. He's not like. No, he's projected like twenty feet 20 tall feet or whatever. Tall. Yeah, I think he's probably you know in the seven to eight foot range. You know. Yeah. Tall, but not like giant he's not a giant um and i do like that much better than the the idea of him being like a wee little dude that just projects him like the wizard of oz type thing the all-powerful oz oh i see what he's talking about huh what so in the clip he's or in the little part of the thing he's talking about it's at 33 seconds in it looks like you don't really see anything but just this tiniest little hint of something in front of ryan johnson and it does look big you know what though looking at it i think it's one of those horses i think it's those those uh llama rabbit horse looking things from the uh you know later in the behind the scenes because if you look, you can kind of see the face of a creature sort of poking down from one of the corners. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't think that's Snoke. I'd have been real surprised if they showed us any bit of Snoke in that uh, behind-the-scenes thing. Yeah, something tells me we don't get to see him till the moment is there. Yeah, in the movie. I wonder... Uh, I, you know what I really wonder? I wonder what Maz Kanata is going to be in... Um. Like, what her whole deal is going to be in this I feel one. like she's the Yoda replacement. Kind of, but really, I think Luke is going to be more the Yoda replacement, you know? That makes sense. But, you know, maybe her and, like, her uh, her pirate and smuggler buddies come join the Resistance and help them fight the First Order. Like, 
you ever think she'll you'll figure out how she knows Luke or how Luke knows her? I don't know. See, I feel like Maz Kanata is one of those characters that they're just not going to be able to give us a whole lot on because she's been around for so long. In yeah, the movies, at least. And it, and it also seems like an excellent opportunity for books and comics and cartoons and things like that as well. Oh, by the yeah. way, they announced a Maz Kanata Black Series figure at Comic-Con today. Amazing. Really? It looks great. Um, Yeah, I wonder what her role in this one is going to be. <clears throat> it's going to be cool no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, I think that does it for us this week. Thanks for recording with me, buddy. Yeah, man. It's been great. <laughs> awesome. Awesome good times. Awesome good time. Number one, Ichiban time. Uh, if you like our theme song, please check out the band who was kind enough to provide the award-winning music. They are Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And we've been getting a couple of reviews here and there. So if you got the time and an iTunes account, please do that. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. For Blue Harvest, I've been Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>